Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. So what about this, And Last night I was laying in bed and all night I had our beautiful pussy sitting on my face. <laughs> pussy cat. <laughs> Alice. All right, we've started this on a real high. <laughs> oh, that's what she is. She's our beautiful pussy, Alice. And yeah, I, and she's sitting on your face. She was, and the problem was she did it all night, and I realised why I attracted our cat to my bed to literally lay on my face and my chest all night mm. because I made the mistake, Dan, of sleeping last night. Because, you know, it's been really cold lately. I slept in an oodie. Now, did you? I don't know if you're rocking an oodie or if you've got an oodie in your life, but once you get an oodie, oh, my goodness, you're not mm. going back. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My wife lives in her Udi. Yeah. And I bought it for her for her birthday, and I just didn't expect her to just live in it. Oh, that's what happens. Good on her. Mm. I love that she lives in it. You yeah. know, she's a busy mum, and you've got to be comfortable. And a dressing gown is long and heavy, but a Udi, chuck it on, and then, mm. you know, you've got a big jumper slash dressing gown, Bob's your <laughs> uncle. Anyway, so keeping my marriage sexy, you know, as I do, I decided mm. to sleep in an Udi last night next to my husband, who's very sick, by the way. So I was like, yeah, well, we're not going to do anything. I'll just keep the Udi on. But the problem was, <laughs> you know, when cats love to scratch, stuff oh yeah they love to scratch the couch or they love to scratch whatever that that scratchy feeling is so mm. my cat alice is so intelligent she realized what was going on and she basically <laughs> treated me all night last night on my face and on my chest <laughs> like i was a living human blanket if you will so she's like scratching my face all night because she's sitting oh. on it you know like we're playing <laughs> on it whatever this is what happened and then she's doing it on my chest and i got scratched and had this action are you, all night are you listening to this, Matthew I'm listening to it and watching you very closely, Daniel. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Holiday disasters. Spare a thought for the thousands of passengers aboard the doomed P&O Pacific Cruise Adventure Ship. That sounds like a great time for families. Uh, but if you are Tasmanian, um, it's not fun for you because you got diverted back uh, from New Zealand Yeah, they got denied entry to New Zealand and then they docked in Hobart yesterday and then they couldn't, they couldn't get up the mountain either for people that no. want to go check out the summit because of the maintenance that's been going on as well. So you'd just be thinking, oh, if you like, here I'm trying to go on a holiday and then bang, <laughs> denied entry to the destination and then back. And New Zealand is so beautiful. Is, I want to go on a 13-day cruise just like these people. But um, unfortunately, uh, the hull was found not to be clean enough too, so they um, did stop. And uh, unfortunately for all the people uh, on board, they're pretty miserable after this. You would hope that you get some kind of discount because if your destination gets cancelled, um, you got you got to stay on board. I mean, there's heaps to do in Tasmania, but it's not New Zealand. Yeah, well, the itinerary they altered, and then, mm. then there was the um, passengers were offered apparently a 50% refund which is good, a refund voucher, you know, and then I think you'd get some on-board on credit, I should say. Mm -hmm. So they'll try and make good with what was promised versus actually what got sort of delivered. Mm -hmm. uh, but how frustrating, you know, like you, you start out on a holiday and then it just completely changes and, and it got us thinking. So 131060, if you'd like that family pass to Trolls Band the movie, call us right now and tell us your holiday disaster story. Didn't you tell me, Dan, mm -hmm. you uh, went away with your beautiful family and you were meant to go to this awesome Airbnb. Farm stay, it was called. <laughs> And it was about $280 a night, and it was near Sheffield, the town of Murals. Beautiful place. Beautiful. Um, you got Mount Roland in front of you. You've got uh, Tasmania really close. And I'd built this up with my kids. I'm like, oh, it's got its own play area. It's got, you know, um, it's a farm. There's going to be animals everywhere. And we got there, and it was literally like I was walking into 
seven, <laughs> and nothing had changed since then. They had VHSs. They had Young Einstein on VHS. Great film. Um, they only just had a television. The play area was full of bikes that were rusted and underneath water. Oh, my God. And it was the funniest day ever because it just was not what was on the brochure. Yeah. I don't know if anyone stayed at the same place. I'm not going to say the place, but it was so very funny because even the farm stayed, there were chickens. And um, there was this old, like, it was overgrown. Um, there were, like, you know, rusted out, um, like, slides and stuff. You would have had to need a tetanus shot at the end of it oh all. Oh, my God. The mini golf was $2, and it was just a, a tire and then overgrown, like, mini golf. And I'm like, I was just walking around laughing my head off at everything. There was there was a spa there. They promised a spa. Nice. And it was run on bore water. Had spiders all the way through it. You're kidding me. And, um, and the games room was like PS2s. <laughs> I'm like, this is like 2022. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and like I took the kids around. I was just like absolutely crying with laughter because it was so bad. And that's, the kids were so disappointed. That's the best part. Didn't you I give it a five, five stars? Star it was no star experience. <laughs> but I'm like, I've never laughed harder in my life. So maybe there are some people out there that had holiday disasters. Want to hear from you? Maybe you're on the P&O ship. Um, but Tori from Kings. What was your holiday disaster? Um, so we went to an Airbnb um, just in Tassie up the east coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the rooms that my partner and I were sleeping in kept having a bed that would break. So the mattress would like fall through to the floor. And we discovered this when we were trying to get our small son to sleep in my arms and I sat on the bed and it fell through. <laughs> So you and hubby weren't breaking the bed. That's not what was happening, Tori. It definitely wasn't that case um, <laughs> at all. Dan and Christy. Here's more from Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hobes and away time. And unfortunately, this is the last episode. <sighs> we got up to episode 29, if you can believe, all the way from February. And we've been on bated breath wondering what's going to happen because we've all forgotten. <laughs> um, but the adventures of Dwayne Ooze and Thirsty Plover have come to an end. So like, I wanted to come home it? with a wet sail, uh, but it's kind of gone with a whimper because I've just ran out of ideas and I ran out probably 29 episodes ago. Um, <laughs> but a big shout out to Rob who puts this together, our producer, Rob Long. He's unbelievable. He's also Mount Stewart in the show. Your husband, Justin's amazing. He's um, the Maddie, our producer, is so funny as Hans. Uh, Amy and Isabel, too, uh, part of it. And yourself, Christy, uh, who did play uh, Kirsty Sutherland on Home and Away. Sure, stop But now this is your greatest role. And are lucky me. I'm Thirsty Plumlin. What's my character? Thirsty Plumlin. I can't say it. I'm Thirsty Plumlin. This is the last episode, though. So with a tear in my eye, here we go. Episode 29, I think, (laughs) of Hobes and Away. Last week on Hobes and Away, Gage Brook and Shantuzzi Bluesy became undercover cheese enthusiasts on Boone Island to escape the clutches of Dwayne Ooze and his merry idiots. However, in a strange turn of events, the twins' evil father, Argyle, returned from a stint down in prison. That's a little condescending. <coughs> Let's see what in the blue hell is happening. Yo, he's got a haggis-eating Egypt dingle bellies. It's only me, Argyle Ooze. I'm your dad. Da. Hey, you're da! Dave Dobbin wrote a song about it! Anyway, crap joke! You look at you, you useless shites! You look like a bouquet of smashed crabs! 
What's gotten into you? Um, <clears throat> well, Dad, we've been fighting for about 29 episodes now. Oh, I know you can fight, but it's our wits that make us men. Wise words, Braveheart. Prison's really changed you, you mad dog. Your sister's a welder and your ma's wearing a denim tracksuit. Jeez, stone the flame in parole. All right, you numpty dubbers, listen up. Booney Island is my island. I've set up traps all around it. You bunch can leave. That's ridiculous. We will just get the ferry back, won't we, Dwayno? Hey, you dropped your rock on this one. Remember the last episode? You forgot to pay Chris de Berg, the wee ferry man. You can't get out. This is the vice first. Only the wunderbar Kevin McAllister can set up traps before Christmas. Well, you punched lasagna. It's now a food fight to the death. I'm declaring this island home of the buffet battles. You mean Hunger Games? Do you want to get sued? I want to get olibonans from Salamanca. So this is it. Food fight to the death. Mortal kumquat time. Argyle set up a lethal labyrinth with many vegetables and sinister savoury snares around the island. A dire doom room of food to bring gloom soon. Let's see who survives. Great! It's buffet battle time! May the snacks be ever in your flavour. Go! Bluesy immediately gets a rogue sausage to the groin. Ouch! My bathing suit area! I'm not supposed to get Savaloy in it. I'm injured and I'm bluesy. <laughs> this is a Frankenfurter. Time for nunchuckings. Hands turns into Michelangelo, the Renaissance Ninja Turtle. He belts Gage Brook in the glutes with gusto. Turtle power. Oh, my Jaxie. That's my Achilles heel. Keep that chunky hot dog from that badunkadunk. Chantuzzi hits Hands with a mountain of profiteroles. All I want to do is make a crock of boosh. Scheißenhausen, tell my Wi-Fi I love them. <laughs> Delete my Googles. The team are hands-free. There's only Dwayne and Thirsty versus Gage and Chantuzzi. Foodies being thrown everywhere. Mount Stewart could help, but he's too busy tucking into the macaroni. Mmm, just like the penguin. Yum. What do we do, Dwayne? We're running out of food and there's only condiments left. This is the worst sheer situation ever. Yeah, we are in a pickle, but I've mustered up the courage to relish this moment. Look, I've only got one emergency taco left. Let's get jalapeno business. <coughs> I don't get it. Ketchup. Still don't get it. <laughs> Dwayne throws the taco. It falls short by the length of the MCG. The good guys are surrounded. The buffet battle is about to be won by Gage Brook and Shantuzzi Bluesy. Oh, finally, after 29 dubious weeks of this crap, any last words before I shove this cob of corn sideways up the Cadbury Alley? I've got two words for you. And they are? Senior Sergeant Tom Croydon. Wait, that's four words. You want a pizza, me? Tom Croydon hits Gage Brook with a family-sized Hawaiian in the snoz. Oh, I want a slice of the action. Shantuzzi cops a pepperoni to the ear. Ow! Another one bites the crust. You two are under arrest. Well, I had no idea you were still on the island. Maybe that was an oversight by the rider. Either way, I'm glad you're here, Sarge. It's the yeast I could do. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, yeasty boys. I'm bluesy and I can't feel my legs much. Slice, slice, baby. How cheesy. 
But with Gage, Brooke and Chantuzzi finally under arrest, surely we can end this nightmare. You've forgotten about me, you wee dumpty Argyle is killed by rabbit chickens. Oh, no! Is this the end of hopes? Or is there one last twist left for this abomination? Tune in next week on Hopes and Away. Out, my bathing suit area. I'm not supposed to get Savaloy in it. Bluesy. Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. Yesterday, um, I was having a bit of a chat to Marcus, as I always do. I always call my dad and mum. I miss them terribly. Uh, mum listens every single morning in the morning. Good morning, Colleen. Good from morning, Bernie. Colleen. Live Love on you. the listener app. Um, but at the moment, Nana is 92, and so she's just moved to an aged care home, as Aww. you do. Uh, residential facilities there, 24-hour nursing care, as they do. But mum actually has to look after Nana in this uh, aged facility mm-hmm. uh, because she's... She is elderly. Uh, she's an individual that uh, needs help uh, all the time. So uh, mum gives her meals, uh, does social activities, kind of just looks after her at the moment because she's an angel on earth, Colleen. She's the best. She's beautiful, mm. your mum. So is your That's father, it. and I can only imagine your, your nana as well. Yeah, and, and we're a very funny family, so we always make jokes, always. Yep. And so I'm chatting to Marcus, and, he, and he's like, oh, nan requires assistance. Uh, mum has to look after. Mum has to also give her showers too at the mm. moment with mm. nana. And so um, I'm having a chat to him, just a normal chat, as you do to Marcus. I thought I'd bring in some humour because it's a, it's a very sad situation when you get to that age. Oh, like, of course. You know. Laughter's the best medicine. And, and that's what – and, and we enjoy – the life we enjoy because of the people, you know, standing on our shoulders. So I love Nan, and that's the thing. But in saying that, this is what happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, people might not like this, but I did make a joke. And, Go for it. Uh, and it was funny because uh, mum was showering Nana, mm. and uh, Marcus said, Oh, she slipped over in the bathroom. Aww. And I said to Marcus, <laughs> What'd you say? Go I'm on. like, Oh, well, mum probably tripped on Nana's boobs because they hang near a shin. <laughs> and <laughs> I said that. Right. Yeah, that's all And then right. he goes, funny. You're on speakerphone. <laughs> And Nana's in the room, and so is Sally and Steve and myself. I'm like, why wouldn't you? Like, we've had a full-on conversation oh in God. front of people. Give me a heads up. If mm. I'm on speaker, I never put a phone call on speaker without telling people no. you're on speaker. He should have said, I'm on speaker. But I'm like, okay, well, they just heard all that. <laughs> Nana knows about that. So, uh, yeah, look after the elderly. They're doing incredible work, Colleen, and keep on doing that work. Absolutely. And uh, make sure you do comb Nana's moustache while you're at it. <laughs> Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. We are doing stocking the suburbs just in time for Christmas. So uh, check your stockings. Keep on doing it. And uh, hashtag us stocking the suburbs and $5,000 cash could be in your stocking for Christmas. And wouldn't that be nice? And it is the time for giving, isn't it? Christmas time. And there's so much generosity and kindness in the world, isn't there? There really is. I mean, we know that Hobart is just the most incredible place Mm -hmm. for, for generosity per capita. Hobart is the most generous city in Australia. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me at all. We have the most wonderful people here in Tasmania and such a giving spirit. And it just brings a smile to your face. You know, we were d- doing this whole stocking thing for the last couple of weeks, stocking the suburbs, and we've been chatting to some wonderful listeners about, you know, what $5,000 would mean to them. And, and, you know, we've had a lot of upbeat, light phone calls, you know, about, yeah. hey, five grand, that'd get me up to Queensland, or five grand would do this. But then yesterday we had an amazing conversation with a lovely woman called Amy. Um, I can't actually express what that would mean to us at the moment. Mm. Yeah, this has been a bit yeah. hard. Yeah, extremely hard. Um, not just for us, but my mum and dad as well. Mm. 
Mm. So my dad was severely assaulted 12 months ago, so they're living on one income um, and watching them struggle has been extremely difficult. Um, little Miss Harper broke her arm too, so she'll be three on Thursday, sorry. So she's celebrating with one arm. And I haven't even started Christmas at the minute. Oh, so tough. So tough. Mm. And, you know, as a, I mean, we're both parents, Dan. Mm. A, imagine your child, the pain of them breaking their arm, but also thinking to yourself, how in God's name am I going to do this? How, mm. is, oh, how are we going to do Christmas? How are we going to have food on the table or even buying presents? You know, like no little child should know what it's like to not have Christmas toys at mm. Christmas time. And, and then anyway, something else pretty special happened, huh? That's right. Uh, James gave us a call. Now, James is with us on the phone right now. So tell us about your business, mate. Oh, look, it's just a small little uh, family-owned business. It's just an online to support Australian-made products. Um, so we just have a wide range of different clothing on there. Yeah, I just thought it'd be a nice idea to um, provide her with some money to spend in the store and help uh, with the through the tough times in Christmas. And James, we know because you have your business, Australian-made clothes, and, and you called us through... And our producer, Maddie, said that you yourself, James, you've just recently gone through some tough times financially as well. Yeah, look, I have actually. We, um, we closed the store in July this year and we managed to raise a couple of grand, took $1,500 to reopen it, to give it one last try. And uh, look, so I, know, I know what it's like to go through these tough times, and especially when you've got kids. So um, when I heard the story, I thought, we'll do what we can. Oh, good on you, James. Beautiful, well, James. James, we want to introduce you to someone. Hello, Amy from Brighton. How are you going, Amy? I'm good. How are you? Very good. good. Lovely. We had a conversation with you and it got a bit emotional, didn't it, when we asked what, you know, you've been going through lately. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been tough for the family. And you did say that your kids, um, Harper broke her arm and, and Kaylee, uh, they, they made an amazing stocking too. So, but uh, it's a struggle at Christmas time uh, just financially for you, isn't it? Yep. Yep, financially in general, yep. Mm. Yeah, of yeah. course. I don't think there was a dry eye in the house, hon, particularly hearing about your beautiful little girl that broke her arm and all the struggles with, with your parents and your father and everything that he went through because he had, you know, a horrible, he was assaulted by somebody, which was just horrible to yeah, hear. And it is. And, um, and actually, you know, we've had a lot of people here at HIT tell us how, you know, what that personally meant to them hearing, and hearing your story. And a lovely guy called James has called through this morning, Amy, and we'd like to introduce yep. you guys to each other. Do you want to say hi? Yeah. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Going well, thank you. And James, you'd like to say something to Amy. I'll let you take it away, mate. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, Amy, I just wanted to, I heard about your story this morning and I just wanted to um, try and help out a little bit. Um, it's not a, not a great deal, but it's $100 to spend um, on clothing for the kids. Um, oh, thank so we have you. a little online store that you can go there and purchase some cool clothing for them and hopefully that'll make things a little bit easier for you and... Uh, and the kids in Christmas. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. It's so nice. That's what a legend. Pretty sweet, James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling, Ames? Well, you know, there's a hundred bucks that you can spend on, on the on the girls for some clothes and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And maybe treat mum. I think maybe mum could do with a, <laughs> yeah. something for herself as well. Yeah. <laughs> and all Australian made clothes. So uh, thank you so much, James. Thank you to Amy too. And fingers crossed there might be something in your stocking very soon, Amy. That would be amazing. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Calls right now. What were you easily distracted by? Distraction. Yes, that's a great opener. Because uh, I was distracted yesterday by while picking opener? up the kids. Because I don't know if you do this, but I get there really early so I can find a park. Yes, I get there early mm. because I'm notoriously late. I never want to risk being late. Harley <laughs> hates it when I'm late. So I get to the boys' school um, as 
It's, and I also like just to sit there and enjoy the sunshine and get a park and maybe have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I've done well, this is this is what I was doing yesterday. So I was distracted on my phone because I was watching WWE Raw live because <laughs> for the on. first time uh, he made his dramatic return to the WWE. CM Punk was returning. So this is his theme music. So I'm there watching it live, live stream, CM Punk. He's got tattoos all over him. He's the best wrestler in the world, people say. So you're just in dad mode, yep. out, the front of the, uh, out the front of the school, watching and the I wrestling. totally forgot to pick up my kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to what he had to say, because he's been 10 years out of the WWE, and he's making his dramatic return. And I'm like, oh, geez, CM Punk, people have heaps to say. And I'm like, oh, God, like it's 3 o'clock. And I'm supposed to get Maddie at 2.45. I love that you were there. at 3. And I'm like, oh, I'm on my phone. Like, because he left all elite wrestling and he came back to WWE. Anyway, it's a big thing for the wrestling world. Exactly. And I so get it. I did not want to miss it. Did you and tell like, the girls? No, Daddy, I didn't say anything. This was like, a good oh, reason I was late, girls. They're just waiting outside and Maddie's the only one in kindergarten. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Maddie. And then Isabel's like, I didn't know where you were. She Aww. gets a little bit of anxiety about that because I always pick her up, like, eat, like walk up to the, you know, teachers and have a chat and that kind of thing. Mm. And they were both just like worried and had worried looks on their faces. I'm like, well, daddy's still watching this. So like grab daddy's hand. Uh, we're walking out to the car and they're like, can we get nuggets? And I'm just not listening to them. I'm just watching. Oh, he's come back. Uh, but yeah, Sam Punk's back. But I, I do get easily distracted at times and uh-huh. I have been guilty of it in the past. Oh, for sure. Look, mm. everyone does. When you're parenting, that's the thing. Um, you're doing a thousand things and mm-hmm. parents out there know that. Like, poor example of distraction... Amongst parenting. So, hubby Justin, Monday, this happens. Harley mm. has uh, swimming lessons at school. And mm. we literally showed Harley, because he gets a bit of anxiety as well, and we mm. showed him the presentation of what the day would look like for the students, mm. what they need to pack, swimmers, uh, all the stuff, goggles, and, of course, a towel. What does hubby Justin do on Monday morning? Does everything but packs Harley <laughs> a towel. I was so annoyed. I was like, dude, I told oh, yeah? you. I was like, how did you forget? How did you forget to pack Harley a towel? It's a swimming He's going lesson. He's the pool. That is exactly An essential right. item is a towel. Because he gets distracted. Justin gets mm. distracted at the drop of a hat. Notoriously, like, he's more distracted. He Anytime, um, what's his team that goes for? Richmond. Richmond, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He can't do anything. When Richmond yep. are playing, Same. when the AFL is happening, he's just in the lounge room screaming. I can't get a sentence out of the him. The amount of times I've been at family dinners and I've just been watching the Blues play, uh, literally we went down to the Coal River Farm and we just started, like, you know, uh, having our family dinner. And I'm like, well, can't they playing in the finals? I have to watch this. <laughs> and I just was absent from it all. I was down the end of the table by myself and Jane's like, come on, we have to go. I'm like, hang on a sec. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> There's only two points here. <laughs> Carlton are down. We need to win. So And they still didn't win. Mm, they, um, no, they did, actually. Uh, they won that <laughs> match go. against Melbourne by two points, I'll have you know. Well, that's um, good. I'm glad but I was distracted the whole time. I remember when Hendrix, my firstborn son, when my, my um, you know, first baby, oh, my mm. God, you, you cradle your first. I mean, your second you still do as well, but the first. Mm. So Hendy's in the, the pram that I had, and I, being a new mother, I had no idea you were meant to lock the pram. Otherwise, the wheels would roll. Not all prams. And it, yes. the pram could roll. If you don't, leave, don't lock. You're looking at your lock phone, the pram. You? Oh, I'm ordering a coffee. I'm having a chat. I'm on my phone. And then my baby starts to roll away in a pram down the street. Thank God someone noticed. And I went, sorry, excuse me, is this your baby? I've caught other people's prams. Because they've been on their phones. I'm it like, was mine. I, I saw your child just rolling down here. And that's how Dan and I met. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Jason from Goodwood, what are you easily distracted by? I'll get distracted when I'm 
brushing my teeth and the girlfriend's in the shower. <laughs> Tell you what, one, it's tough, it. isn't it? <laughs> That's why I'm not allowed in the bathroom. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you brush your teeth and then it just drops on the floor because your jaws wide open? Yeah, well, hopefully when you brush your teeth, you have an happy ending. But you're not sure what goes on. John from Howrah, what are you easily distracted by? You guys. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, mate. <laughs> I actually have no idea what I was doing. I was just listening to you waffling on about prams. <laughs> and then I'm going, what was I actually doing? I don't know now. Yeah. <laughs> where was I driving? Do you ever like go for a drive and you forget where you're going and why? Just that, that's just that. normal. <laughs> <laughs> I drove to my wrong house once. I moved house and I drove completely in the wrong direction. 15 yeah, I've minutes. done that. I, I work in Glenorchy area and yeah. I w- drove over the bridge one day and I found myself at the ABC roundabout and went, oh, I went turned the wrong way. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. What am I doing? Yeah. Is that because you're listening to us, I've been John. driving to work every day for five years and just forgotten where I was going one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact you listen to us, you should be driving off the road every morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I don't ring you before I get to work. <laughs> Georgia from Hobart, Hun, what were you easily distracted by? Um, myself, essentially. Um, I, was on a, I was on a train in Melbourne and ended up an hour and a half in the wrong direction where I was supposed to be and in a very expensive trip back to where I should be. That's a so, you poor thing. That distraction was a very expensive. Georgia, I've fallen asleep on a train before and woke up an hour and a half past the destination where I was supposed to be too. I know what it's like. <laughs> well, embarrassingly, I didn't fall asleep. I was just t- so zoned out. <laughs> I didn't jump off the train where I was supposed to and I just kept going and got so lost not knowing Victoria and the regional train system. It was an absolute mess. So where did you end up? So where were you supposed to go and how was it an hour and a half? Did you go, wow, this is a really long train ride to my stop? (laughs) Yeah, look, I don't even think I was thinking, actually. Um, It was a couple of years ago, so I actually can't remember. All I remember was just thinking, oh, my God, where am I? And how am I going to get to where I'm supposed to be? Because I was running late. Um, But, yeah, it was an adventure and a, a good lesson to kind of pay attention. Yes. Well, good things there's no trains here. That's right. You'd yeah. end up in Ballarat. Dan and Christy. Here's more from Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hobart City Mission do incredible work every year. Hundreds of families are forced to go without at Christmas and thanks to their donations, you can really help out with toy or food this Christmas. And to talk more about it, Bella Winfield-Peterson, good morning. How are you going from Hobart City Mission? Good morning. Hello, I'm good. How are you? Very good. I love that you bring happiness to thousands of families in southern Tasmania and especially around Christmas time. It's a good time to give, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And look, we're seeing a huge number of people who are going to need support this year. So um, our Christmas assistance program applications closed just the other day. um, And we're looking at around 1,600 families that will be helping out this Christmas. Oh, Bella, that's amazing. I mean, it's not amazing that there's so many people. That just breaks your heart. But that's amazing to know that you'll be helping out that amount of people that really need it. So there's the toy drive and the food drive. Talk to us about what Hobart City Mission are looking for exactly and how everybody can help. So the only way that we'll be able to meet this demand is through um, very generous donations from the community. Um, There are a number of ways that people can help. For the rest of this week, people can jump online and make a donation of a toy online. It's just like shopping online, it's, you know, quite fun. And then you can also drop in physical 
food, so non-perishable food items to our office, um, or also to toys for any children aged 16 and under. Some people are doing it really tough in southern Tasmania, and we don't know the half of it, do we? Because a lot of mm. the pleasures many of us take for granted, but mm. some people have no option but to go without. So to give it this time is probably the most important thing you can do. Yeah, totally. And we know it's a really tough time for a lot of families at the moment, but, you know, every little bit counts. So if you are in a position to able to donate, then, um, yeah, we really appreciate all the support that we can get. Um, we know that we have lots of families who tell us that they wouldn't know how they would have a special Christmas for their family if it wasn't for the support that they receive. Absolutely, Bella. And so looking at the information, we know, as you just said, people can donate a toy online. People can still donate a toy in person. You're looking for unwrapped gifts, which is great. So people that have toys for children 16 and under, they don't need to be wrapped up perfectly. People can just bring things in that they're no longer using. Yeah, totally. So we um, we ask for them not to be wrapped just so that the parents can actually enjoy choosing a present for their child. Mm. And so they can be dropped off uh, during our business hours at either our Hobart office, which is 50 Barrack Street, or um, Moona, which is 11 Main Road, Moona. And the website is hobartcitymission.org.au. There's nothing better than around this time, workplaces, schools, community groups, hosting a toy drive and a food drive for you too because Christmas is a time of stress and sadness for a lot, but it brings a lot of joy to people's faces, doesn't it? Yeah, we see so many generous people um, coming together and hosting toy drives. We hear really beautiful stories of children um, saving up all their pocket money. and Yeah, so there's some really beautiful examples of giving in the community which is just so heartwarming and like you say what Christmas is all about Brilliant and of course we need that food as Bella said you can drop in any donations of food uh, so long as they're non-perishables to 11 Main Road in Moona and Bella you're looking for things like pastas a bit of chocolates rice tuna cans some long life milk even perhaps Yeah all of those things are perfect Um, often at this time as well Christmas puddings and things like that don't go astray Um, but yeah all of those basic things that really can you know make make a meal and and um, it all goes a long way. There's nothing better than giving at Christmas time. And thank you for bringing so much happiness to those families that need it most at Christmas time. A very Merry Christmas to you and everyone at the Hobart City Mission. Bella Winfield Peterson, thanks for joining us this morning. No worries. Thank you for having me and thank you everyone for all your support. Hobart's hit 100.9. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy.